Blog Talk Radio. Oh, is it? 
Oh, it's sad. Yeah, it we've sad. actually, it's been nice today. So that's, we've had a lot of rain the last couple of weeks. So that's pretty good. <laughs> today's hot. Yeah. Today's the day for one. I'm ready for summer. Okay. In the summer. I'm ready, too. <laughs> I'm ready too. It's been raining though. It's been raining, uh, but it looks like this weekend's going to be beautiful and sunny to this weekend. So I'm looking forward to it. Nice. Oh, yeah. A lot of rain. What should be? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, it looks okay. like we did have someone who called in. I don't see them anymore. Bob was but, on. Um, Bob was here. But who was it? Was it Bob? Probably call back. Yeah, that's Bob. Okay. Uh, so basically, one of the things, well, it's a few things that we can talk about. But, um, you know, about child abuse and bringing awareness is definitely important. And um, and talking about uh, bullying. You know, that's a topic that's near and dear to my heart because I've experienced bullying. And many of us have experienced bullying, and we don't talk about it. So I think, um, you know, as related to the high rates in suicide, the topic of bullying is very important, uh, especially as we're trying to learn how to help parents help their children and how to open up these conversations uh, with their kids. So, thoughts? Yeah, no, I was just thinking the same thing as far as – the bullying topic goes, and because um, I don't know that we've talked about it, I'm sure it's been talked about on here before, but we haven't really talked a whole lot about bullying, and I was too. I was bullied. I think that it's probably common in kids that are going through trauma because we don't know how to really respond or react. We're, we're in such a state of fight or flight all the time that it's, you know, it's hard for us to then interact with children in a normal way, other children in a normal way. And I think um, you definitely see it even on the playground, you know, as an adult, if you look out on a playground, you can kind of tell the kids that just really struggle with making those connections and making friends. But then again, you there are people out there that, that are traumatized who go the opposite way and they're um, maybe the bulliers. Um, oh, right. right. So, yeah, it could be the one. But mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, and, mm-hmm. I had a friend, or late, a girl in, in sixth grade that was really a bully to me. And, and then mm-hmm. by the end of grade, though, or, you know, close to the end of sixth grade, I just never let her really get to me. I would just try to ignore her as much as possible. She was pretty relentless for a while, but um, by the end of that sixth grade, we became friends, and we spent that whole summer together after sixth grade. <laughs> so it was right. kind of funny how that all turned out. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then my son also experienced quite a bit of bullying when he was in school, too. So as a parent, how did you feel when your child told you he was dealing with bullying? How did that, like, how did you feel? Well, I think, you know, like any parents, you want to just fix it for them. You don't want them to have to go through Mm -hmm. that pain 
of, you know, being bullied. And, um, and I knew, I knew where it was coming from. You know, he was overweight, but that wasn't, that doesn't give a good excuse for it. It was just, mm-hmm. that was the reason that, that children decided, the other children decided to pick on him. And um, he was actually very outgoing. And he was, you know, everybody, at the, all the teachers in the school knew him and all of the, well, it also helped that he had two older sisters that had <laughs> gone through all the schools too. But um, so he was there when I was there as a baby. But um, I just, you know, I tried, as, I tried as much as possible to get him to try and handle it. And then there came a point, and I think that I, I could have probably had more tools to use for to deal with that situation because I wasn't quite sure how to deal with it. I wasn't ever given any tools when I was going through it in school either. And um and I didn't I guess I just didn't really, you know, click into that as much as I probably should have. Because at one point, then he was suicidal, and and that could have been a big part of it as well as just being bullied at school all the time. But, um, you know, I tried to just let him know that it wasn't him, it was them. And my son also started working at Chick-fil-A when he was 14, and I think that that did a lot for his self-esteem. I know it did. It was huge on his self-esteem when he started working over at Chick-fil-A, and then he... um, started to kind of thin out once he graduated high school. He started yeah. to work and started to exercise and stuff and thin out. But yeah, it was hard. Yeah. That's very difficult. Um, I could relate as a parent. That's why I asked you that question because one of my kids were, one of my sons was overweight. And so you know, they call him fat ass and all kind of mean things and make fun of him. So then as he got older, he got into football and into, you know, getting his body in shape. And um, and so he took it, you know, he, he made a change for himself. But it was very hard, right, growing up. And even, um, you know, in the house, my, my uh, oldest child would tease and kind of mess with her brother. And, um, you know, pick on him sometimes for it. And so dealing with it outside of the house and then in the house um, is very difficult. And so, like you said, some kids are, are dealing with things in silence. And um, and parents don't even know at what level it is. I've, I've been watching um, a lot of kids, let's say age 8 and 10, leaving suicide notes for their parents. Um, and expressing that they were dealing with some form of bullying and uh, and just feeling ugly and unworthy and, and just, you know, feeling like life would be better without them. And um, I know uh, one of my other children, he had an accident and, you know, he, he lost some of his teeth in that accident. And when they grew in, they grew in all crooked. And he just learned, he told me, he said, Ma, I learned how to how to smile without showing my teeth. I started to learn because people would make fun of me so badly. And or the scar, you know, some of the scars from his accident, they would make fun of those scars on his lip or his 
decided to save. And he said he was just like, you know, he wouldn't tell me about it. He never told me about it until after he was done with school. And I'm like, well, why didn't you tell me about it? He's like, I said, I would have went up. I said, why didn't you tell me about it? I would have went up there and dealt with it. He said, that's why I didn't tell you about it. <laughs> you know, because I would have been like, what? I thought that this was a no bully, this was a bully free zone. And I would have went and kicked dust, you know, yeah. and had a meeting. Like, how would you feel? Because I know, I know, I know I, I, could, I would get that in a meeting, you know, with a parent. And, uh, of course, he said it would only get worse that, you know, when parents do that, it only makes things worse. So it's, I don't, I, I believe that if it's the point where you're going to take your life, I don't think it could get any worse, uh, even if the parent has to move, remove you out of school. If it gets any worse than that, then at least give me the, the opportunity to help. So uh, it's important for us to talk to our kids about this. I wanted to um, read what bullying is, if I may. Okay. Um, so let's define bullying, okay? So bullying is characterized as the following. Intentional, unwanted, aggressive behavior intended to cause harm. Repeated. The unwanted behavior is repeated multiple times or has a li- the likelihood to be repeated many times. Power imbalance. And this involves an imbalance of power between the target and the predator or predators based on a student's real, uh, real or perceived race, color, weight, national origin, ethnic group, religion, religious practice, disability, sexual orientation, gender, physical appearance, sex, or other distinguishing characteristics. So they start to basically, um, you know, that imbalance of power between them, they they start, you know, kind of harassing them based on those things, right? Um, So it's such that uh, bullying is distinctively different than disagreement between peers or aggressive behavior between siblings or current dating partners, okay? So a lot of times people be like, oh, it's like, you know, people don't get along. No, that's not that. Bullying is when you're doing something to harm someone, when you're purposely trying to make them feel uncomfortable, you're purposely trying to make them feel less than, you're going out of your way, and you know what you're doing, that's bullying. Bullying can take many forms, okay? Bullying behaviors typically co-occur and include direct, okay, which includes, um, but it's not limited to verbal abuse or physical aggression, indirect, uh, and that includes, but it's not limited to name calling, social isolation, defamation, and rumor spreading. That's bullying. And then cyberbullying, any type of bullying that is carried out through electronic media, whether someone's texting about you or they're messaging about you on social media, that's, called, that's considered cyberbullying, okay? Um, I know we have someone, is that Bob that we had on there, Ms. Kim? It's Philip. Oh, Philip's on oh, there. He has his hand up. Yeah, there he is. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I didn't have um, the computer for me. I, had, I was reading. But, um, you know, bullying does have 
lasting, long-lasting, can have long-lasting impact, can have a very long-lasting impact on people, okay? It can have very long-lasting effects on their victims, the perpetrators and bystanders into adulthood. So, you know, why, you know, a lot of times we ask, why do bullies bully? Why do bullies bully? What is wrong with them? What is broken inside them that has allows them or makes them want to make you feel uncomfortable or less than? So something has to be broken inside of you for you to take joy in making someone feel uncomfortable, unwanted, unloved. That's a lot of negative energy, a lot of toxic energy. So what is broken in that bully spirit? that they're happy to make you feel like you don't exist, you're not worthy of, of respect or love. So I wanted to open up that that conversation. Um, uh, Philip, have you ever experienced bullying? Yes. Was it in school? I said, I'm sorry to hear that. It was at church. Wow. Do you mind sharing a little bit about that? Um, somebody um, slammed my head against the wall. They banged your head against the wall? Yeah. The kids? Yeah. Oh, my God. Sorry to hear that. Did you feel safe telling anyone, or did you keep it to yourself? Were you scared to tell? Did they tell I you not to tell? to tell? I, I, I was scared to tell. Why were you scared to tell? Did they tell you not to tell, or you just were scared of what they would do? I was scared of what they would do. Wow. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being honest with with us and sharing that, Philip. And um, many of us can relate to that, you know, not telling that an abuse is going on behind closed doors because you're afraid of what could happen to you. And and I just shared that. My son was going through what he was going through. He never told me until after he graduated school. Like, why didn't you tell me that? I would have been up there. And he said, that's why. It would only make it worse. They would they would really go in on me if you did that. Because it would be, it'd be more than just one or two or three. It would get bigger. I just ignored them. That's horrible. What's your thought about that, Jim? Um, actually, I was kind of curious. Philip, did you have a different question? Because you had your hand up earlier before. Dr. I just wanted to say hi. I just oh, wanted to say hi. Oh, glad you're here. <laughs> oh, good. Glad you're here. Hi, Philip. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. <laughs> we appreciate yeah. it. Glad you're here. <laughs> um, oh, I could definitely see it. I think... Um, as an adult, I was bullied at my church, even, and um, it was unfortunate, but it was um, somebody else who has worked there and was 
my best friend was the pastor's daughter, and she did nothing, nothing. <laughs> and I was doing everything, and I got frustrated. And um, there, then there started to be kind of these passive-aggressive things that kept happening. And, um, yeah, it, it just was not any fun. I mean, I'm sorry that you went, but somebody would do that to you so often, especially in a church. I mean, you just don't think of people coming into a church and being like that. But I guess we're all human no matter where we are. We've all got, you know, those human tendencies, and I know that it's not um, – and that we all get triggered, I guess is what I was going to say, too, is that we all have triggers. And sometimes we don't even know what those are until it happens to us, and then we're, you know, off the walls and um, and having a hard time yeah. with that situation. So yeah, if somebody's bullying you, it's hard not to get triggered in that in that instance because someone's attacking you. So. Right. Yeah, I'm sorry that you go through that. She's a lot. Yeah. So sorry to hear that you went through that, Philip, and thank you for your strength and, you know, speaking, being a voice for the voiceless and speaking on it now. Um, You're welcome. Yeah. Appreciate you. So just like, you know, we said earlier, bullying can have long-lasting effects or really impact people. And some of those long-lasting effects can be psychological. Okay, it says here, increased prevalence of internalizing behaviors, that is depression and anxiety. So it can have psychological, psychological effects on people when they're bullied, okay? Social is another one. And that is damage to social relationships, marginalization, and social withdrawals. So many times we talk about that. It makes you not want to be around people, not want to hang out with certain people, and just want to stay away from everybody, okay? It, it damages your social relationships. It, it really does. It, it creates with social withdrawal, okay? Uh, physiological is another one, and it says here, increased level of stress somatic symptoms, and feeling of distress. You can have severe, like, severe anxiety effects where your chest feels tight or you have uh, headaches or flashes or, I mean, it's, it's serious. And then academic is another one. That's the fourth one that's listed. And it says decreased academic performance due to psychological and or physiological symptoms and school absenteeism or school avoidance. For some people, it could affect you academically, where you just, like, start failing grades, can't focus, can't pay attention during class because of the distress. And that's why uh, this this happens whether you're in school or not. But as related to, um, to uh, our youth, you know, when there's something going on with our kids as far as bullying, it's really important for us to address it and, and really bring a light to it. And what happens when you turn on the light when there's cockroaches and you turn the light on? They scatter, right? They spread out. And so we have to shine a light on the problem so that we can see it. 
so that we can see the problem. Um, and there's many different ways that uh, we can go about creating these uh, these tools to help us be able to create a safe space. So how, you know, maybe we can just kind of share ideas of how we can open up so people can feel comfortable sharing. Does anybody have any um, any ideas of, or suggestions of how we can help maybe even schooling kids? How do how can we create that safe space for them to feel coming forward and sharing what they're going through? Well, like you said, it definitely takes a safe space for them to feel comfortable. They have to feel comfortable before they share, or they have to feel like somebody's going to help them get through it for them to speak up. Mm-hmm. That's true. Safe space is key because if you don't feel safe, you're not going to open up about it. And then you said, and then they have to feel like, like there's some, like something's going to be done afterwards to help them. Um, they have to be, feel like they're going to be taken seriously. Mm. That's good. It's true because um, many times when we tell, we don't get believed. There's people that don't believe us. There are people that believe us, and there are people that don't believe us when we do tell. Like, hey, look, this is how it was happening. This is how it was happening. This is what happened. They used that person to, to make me uncomfortable, or they did this to make me uncomfortable on purpose, you know, and um, and them not fail, please. Like, you know, we had a guest, I believe it was on Monday, who was sharing, you know, a lot of the abuse that he went through. And then he shared how even when he went to the police, they didn't believe him. I couldn't believe it. That's like if you're being abused you and you and there's nobody around you that you recognize that can save you, but you see a police officer, that's who you think is going to help you out of everybody else. And not to say that um, all officers are not like that, but just based off that particular experience that he shared, it was just a reminder of how important it is for us to take our children seriously when they do come forward. Mm-hmm. Any other ways that we can share, help create those oh, I safe spaces? Say yeah, yeah, I was just going to say that that's what we're trying to do in, you know, all forms of abuse is open up that conversation so that it's not being hidden anymore. And um, bullying is, is a huge part of that as well. I mean, we also live in the Columbine area. Everybody's kind of familiar with Columbine. And, um, and you know, you were saying something a little while ago about, kids in school I think and and I and I was thinking you know that was like the ultimate form of bullying I know that those two that did that at Columbine felt like they were not taken seriously and that they couldn't talk to anybody they felt like an outcast doesn't it doesn't by any means justify what they did but they they felt that. I mean, and that was the same 
as what we're talking about. Um, unfortunately, they go to those extremes. They went to those extremes. And, and I think as the years progressed, and especially because I have children that are um, so spread out in ages, um, I started to see a little bit more effort being put into bullying at the schools. And they talk about it all the time. They still talk about it. But I also think that there are plenty of opportunities that they miss for that as well. And that could unfortunately be, you know, the one kid that really, really needs you to pay attention, you know, because they're just not getting anywhere. So, I mean, it's kind of even, I would say it's kind of a call to the school staff and teachers and, and everything to pay attention to what's going on at the school, because a lot of times we don't even know. I mean, like I've mentioned my son, um, said that he was suicidal at one point, and he went to his school counselor and told her before he even told me, and they called me together. But um, so, but not all kids want to do that. Some kids just want you to see it and to recognize it, and you know, to take their side and to be an advocate for them. So I think that that's you know another way that we as adults can pay attention and be advocate for kids even, you know, not not just if you see an adult, um, you know, aggravating a child and, and you tell that adult, you know, because I've been trying to practice that as well, you know, not just keep it to them because that's in their family. But if it's out in public and an adult isn't being appropriate, then we should call them out. And um, the same thing goes for children. You know, if you see children out in public that are bullying each other or something, we should call them out. That's my thought. What do you think? I love. Was it mostly in high are school we, that you were bullying? I was, sorry. Oh. I was speaking was and I had the mute button on. <laughs> yeah, I was speaking with the new button on. I said, um, you're so right about that. It's so important for us to be able to um, to talk about it and to really bring awareness to it. But then just like shared and just like our our kids have shared and, and I've, we've shared, sometimes it's scary. You're, you're scared to come forward and tell. You don't want to be the black sheep. You don't want to be the troublemaker. You don't want to be the outcast. And uh, and then you're scared of what, what what's going to happen after I tell. What's going to happen? I tell them what happened. You know, and so a lot of times, yeah, that's the best thing to do. But how do we create that um, environment for people to feel safe sharing? So one of the things that I looked up um, was just a couple of little tools that can probably help because the teachers, some, sometimes they get wind of what's going on before us. You said something very important, Ms. Kim. Sometimes they know before us. They they may not tell us. They may not care or they may not know how to address it or they might say, oh, that's little kid stuff. Everybody goes through that and not understand how serious or what level it's on and how important it is to intervene. So to create those um, 
ways of intervening and creating like these safe spaces. One of the things that I saw online was to have a, a mix it up lunch day at school to break down those social barriers between students. Sometimes the kids sit in certain cliques. Sometimes it's good to make them switch seats and sit in a, in a different circle. And sometimes that helps them to see, because I've done that before in school where I've sat and, like, I always sit in the one spot. That's where I sit. And I talk to the people maybe closest to me. But then when I'm forced, I'd be like, oh, man, she's actually pretty cool too, you know. But I wouldn't have known that if I was not forced into kind of mixing up the circles a little bit. And that can sometimes help out, you know, creating um, – where, you know, just kind of mixing, mixing it up a little bit. Another um, thing I found online was showing movies based on bullying is very helpful. Uh, those movies teach children about tolerance among peers. And so um, that helps to create safe spaces um, because we may not know how to talk about it. So maybe showing them a movie. Um, and they also talk about, you know, it's important for schools to try to celebrate Bullying Prevention Month or that week really focusing on raising awareness about bullying. Um, and maybe that's the week that they show those movies, um, even though sometimes if that week is far away, it's better to do it before then. Well, excuse me, this is a little group uh, activity, but during anti-bullying week or anti-bullying month, really, 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 really doing research on how to bring that spirit of bullying down and how to create that uh, unison and that community in the school and create those safe spaces, okay? So, um, you know, there's a lot of different softwares that um, people can download. Like we said, movies, their apps. Um, and so, yeah, and then having open discussions about bullying, um, maybe having a speaker come in. Um, that's what I used to do. I, I used to go to schools with my book, and I would talk about the things I went through and raise awareness and let the kids see and, and, you know, and talk to them about the importance of finding a safe person to talk to, um, even during the, their hardest storms. And I remember, like, um, I'll say Holy Spirit had me on this topic really heavy. And um, and this little girl came in, and she was disheveled. She was blonde. She was Her hair was all disheveled. She had, like, little bruising on her legs. And she looked like, you know, I mean, it could have been just because I know my um, son-in-law, sometimes he gets my granddaughter ready, and I know she, she looks disheveled. So don't get me wrong. She could have came from a great home, and just dad had to be the one to get her to school, and he just was not great with hair and all that. But, you know, I remember that I was speaking about uh, kids going through difficult times at home. Sometimes kids are in the middle dealing with uh, parents going through divorce or parents are arguing and things are happening. And um, and these kids need to have a safe space. So sometimes the only place they get a good warm meal and a good support system is at school. It's at school or at camp. So, you know, it's extremely important for for those safe spaces to be there. And I think um, 
you know, bringing in speakers or, you know, anything like that is helpful. Does anyone have any suggestions, other suggestions for helping to create safe? Well, I think um, I was I was reading something here, too, about bullying on, that I yeah. pulled up in it. I mean, we talk about bullying, and I think for the most part we think of it as like a physical or mm-hmm. um, or emotional too, and the emotional manipulation is just as bad as I mean, you know, almost worse than a physical altercation because for one and it doesn't. I mean, it's like you can get beat up and you see the scars and and you can get mad and. You see that, but emotional, I think like any kind of emotional abuse, it, it stays with you for a really long time. It's something that you just can't get rid of. And I think a lot of times kids probably had experienced that. You know, the kids that are bullying and treating, you know, kids emotionally abusive at school are probably going through that at home as well, unfortunately. So that's something else to take into consideration. I mean, not that that still, that still doesn't make it right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that whole emotional abuse. And then you've also got, I mean, that's basically what CPST is, is, is the chronic and constant um, abuse. And I think a lot of times people live in that as children, and then it's hard to find a mate who is not going to be emotionally abusive or in, you know, as I've I've mentioned before, it was more about, for me, it was more about finding somebody who wasn't going to sexually abuse my kids. So the emotional abuse part didn't even enter my mind. And and there's definitely, you know, times that I could pinpoint that I've been bullied by my husband. And, you know, when wow. you get into, so what does that look like? What is normal, you know, trying to resolve a discussion and, and then at what point does it turn into the bullying? Anyone have a thought about that? That's true. You said something that was very important. Um you know, we think we think that bullying is just physical. And we talked about how deep the scars run when you're being emotionally abused. Verbally abused, demeaned, emotionally abused. That that's that leaves scars too. It's very hurtful and it leaves scars too. And so it's important for us to educate our kids on the importance of telling, you know, how to tell, how to outcry, uh, how teaching them how to reach out for help, and that it's important to reach out for help. You don't have to put up with that. You know, you can you can teach them to take it to a counselor, take it to a teacher. Uh, you know, who they are able to do something right away. And the sooner that we tell, the sooner we tell, the sooner the better because it needs to be taken very seriously in schools in order to create these safe spaces. You know, maybe we can 
teach them to write it down. If you don't feel like speaking it out, maybe you could write it down or maybe you could draw it. You know, we do a lot of art therapy. We do a lot of art therapy. And so teaching them to draw a picture of the abuse, okay, or show them, give them two dolls and ask them to show you what, how the abuse is done, whatever that abuse is. So there are ways, you know, the kids will um, show us things by helping them not to be like, oh, that's silly. Don't know. Create a safe space. Create a relationship. It's okay. You know, even as adults, um, it's hard sometimes telling. Sometimes you're like, forget it. The person has more um, influence, more uh, more clout. Hey, you can't fight them, join them. You start to just feel defeated, and it just doesn't even matter anymore. Whatever. You just give up. But we need to teach them that they don't have to give up, and it's okay to tell. You know, uh, bullying and uh, abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, all of that is not okay. That's important to tell. You know, um, maybe they can, you know, we teach them to buddy up with someone so that they're not alone if that's the time that they pick on them the most. So that way they have a witness or they have someone with them. You know, and unfortunately you can't always have someone with you. You know, but we want to teach them to save the evidence, to um, teach a note to report it, to say something, to let a parent know, to, to find a safe adult. So in conversation, asking them like, hey, who, is there a safe adult that you trust? Who's that person? If you're going through an emergency, who's the person that you can call for an emergency to help you? And once we identify who the safe person is, Try to encourage them to tell that person, you know. And, um, you know, some people teach self-defense. They take Taekwondo. They go and take karate. So, unfortunately, sometimes, um, you know, those things help you with discipline. It helps you build your self-esteem if you're getting beat up. So I bet you once they get a, a, a hi-ya, they're going to leave you alone, unfortunately. But you don't want to be getting beat up. Because these kids, they do stuff like that. I, I've seen those shows. They beat these kids up. So, yeah, do we have, um, <laughs> Philip, do you have any questions? What did you say? No, I said, did you have any comments about that? Did you ever have to um, take any self-defense classes or do anything to prepare yourself to defend yourself, to take a stand? I took MMA, but I wasn't that good at it. I didn't do it for long. I didn't do it for that long. Okay. Okay. Did, um, Did it help you a little bit? Like, why did you take the class? Um, I was just doing it for fun. Oh, okay. It wasn't to protect yourself. It was just for fun. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What are you going to say, Miss Kim? 
Well, I was just thinking when you were saying that, Philip, is I think that what I've experienced, and I know there are different ones out there, but um, a lot of times it's hard to go into those karate classes or jiu-jitsu or, you know, because they, a lot of times they'll just, they want you to do what everybody else is doing, and and I, I really wanted my kids to do it too, but they got a little bit overwhelmed. And I think with the fact that they had to, it wasn't, it didn't seem fun to them. I guess maybe it's more what um, what I was thinking. They just didn't seem to have fun with it. So strict. Do you? Was it like mm. that at all, Philip? For you or not? What did you say? Was it like that what, at like all him? for you? Were the instructors were the instructors like really strict and hard yes. to get along with? Yes, one was. Yeah. Well, and that doesn't make it very much fun if they're just going to yell at you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Jeez. I don't learn good that way, but <laughs> some people do, but I don't learn good that way. I don't think I would have done well in the military, not because I couldn't follow directions. It was, it's just that, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't enjoy that part of it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I'd be crying like, uh, I want to go home. Just be nice to them. And they'll probably, you'll probably get a lot more kids in if you're yeah. nicer than if you're a bully. I mean, that's kind of the same yeah. thing. It's bully. It really is when you're in those classes and they do that to you. They all bully you. That was good. It's true, unfortunately. You know, it's like some people go into a, a certain profession because they want to, they want the power. They want to feel yeah. the power. And so, um, unfortunately, it is important to um, to really find a safe space. Some people do very well under that type of um, leadership. So some people really do very well in being in that environment, the Army type of environment. They like the discipline of it, and it works out great for them. So it's not for everyone, but, um, hey, for each zone, for each zone. As just for me, that's what sometimes is a little bit harsh, but... And what about like sexual bullying is another way that somebody could bully you and, um, you know, to just say things that are very vulgar or, you know, just disrespectful, pornographic content, you know, bullying each other in that way, then... um, That. that is. <laughs> I mean, I don't There's even so think about. Um, yeah. yeah, there is. There's so many different ways that you can do that. But um, 
I mean, like you said, somebody's showing you pornographic images and that on you, it is. That is a form of bullying. Yeah. That is definitely a form of yeah, bullying. Yeah, I had, I had a friend um, tell me one time that she had gone, she was working in her house or something, and, you know, with her and her husband and a couple friends, and they needed to go to Home Depot or something to get something. And so her and the other husband got in the car to go do it. And um, he took her behind a store and he told her, we're going to have sex and either you're going to do it willingly or I'm going to do it. I'm going to take it from you. And so she was just like, well, I'll just do it willingly then. But that wasn't, it wasn't willingly because he was bullying her into, you know, it wasn't a willing sexual experience. And she said, mm-hmm. you know, I would have, I, I had no other choice. I knew that it was going to happen either way. And if you're in those kind of circumstances, I mean, that's, I guess it would be best to, to just give in. That's not, that's, that's not my mm-hmm. either. <laughs> That's scary. Yeah. That's yeah, I mean, people that they knew really well. Yeah. Wow. They were friends with for a long time. And, um, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even when we that. talk, oh, well, you didn't say sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to kind of change it. Go ahead. You can say <laughs> No, I was just going to say, um, even, like, the abusers, when they, you know, abuse the kids, molest them, rape them, I mean, you know, uh, a family member, anything like that is bullying. They tell you not to tell, and then they're doing this, or even if they tell you, don't tell you not to tell, but they're doing it to you, uh, and putting that pressure on you is very abusive, and that's definitely a form of bullying. But what were you going to say? Yeah. No, I was also thinking financial you know, financial bullying as well. Your hair. I think there's probably no child that has ever been in school that has not had a bully within their, you know, classes or their school that they knew of would steal lunch money from other people, whether it happened to them or not. It just seems like there's, you know, whenever I was there with my kids, I always heard there's always somebody who's bullying and trying to get your lunch money or trying to get your, you know, your snacks for mm-hmm. lunch or whatever. But um, I guess that could be kind of the financial bullying and on the child side of it. But on, I mean, even just not allowing your partner to have access to the account that has both of your names on or, um, you know, not discussing really when the, you know, when the tax money comes back or, you know, when we got all those bonuses over the pandemic and everything, I mean, that's financial bullying and abuse as well because they are not giving you any kind of an opportunity to um, be a part of that. Wow. Be a part of that. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. How about the kids that make you do their homework for them or tell you they're going to beat you up? Yeah. If you don't do my homework, if you don't do this, 
I'm going to beat you up. I mean, imagine, you know, being like that, feeling like that. You know? That must be very torturous. And that's why one of the things, you know, you always mention as well, if you see something, say something. It's something that's really important to to address because you don't know if you're saving someone's life. Can be you can be saving someone's life, literally. The impact of wow. abuse so severe. Literally. Wow. Do you have any other um suggestions or not suggestions, but any do you can you think of any for, other forms of bullying, Philip? Different forms? Um, I mean, cyberbullying. Hmm. That's that's true. Cyberbullying. Do you um have you ever experienced cyberbullying? Yes. Through what? Social media or email or texting? Social media. Oh wow. You've been bullied through social media. Here's one. Hmm? One time, yeah, about six months ago. Wow. Wow, Wow, that's horrible. Wow. Did you tell anybody? No. That's a lot. That's something you kept to yourself? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. I, I've I've been through that on social media in the past. And I know it was it, it was very depressing actually. I took a big break from social media. Um, and that was better for my mental health. I, I didn't need to be in the middle of of that. It wasn't good for me. So. Did you take a break at all? Or? No. No. <laughs> didn't? How did it come about, Phyllis? Was it because of something that you put out there? Was it one of your posts that somebody didn't agree with? Is that how it happened? Or how did it come um, about? I prefer not to talk about it right now. That's okay. Oh, okay. No, that's fine. Yeah, that's You don't have to. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. You never have to. Yeah. It'll, it'll come uh, up. Yeah. I mean, you know, it'll come up when you're ready. And But anyways, you did a great job just by sharing that. But cyberbullying is very dangerous. Um, there are, you know, a lot of, and I'm going to just talk about kids, even though this happens to adults, okay? But, um, you know, some of these kids, they're seeing supermodels on social media, all that look like, you know, they're perfect. Excuse me. Like, they have perfect lives. Like, everything's great. And then kids are looking at them like, look, you're this, you're ugly, you're disgusting, you're that, you're stupid, you're this, you're that. And, I mean, that stuff has big effects. And then they bully them on their clothes, on their shoes, on their – I mean, kids, kids, 
kids can be very mean. <laughs> they can just, they have the time and the energy to look for something to bully you on. Seriously. Right. <laughs> and think about that. Yeah, they have the time and the energy. <laughs> they have the time you get older, and... you don't have the energy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, right, it can occur. So it can occur uh, directly, indirectly, or cyber, which is what um, Phil just reminded us again. And that is very, very hard. Um, some of the things that uh, a lot of the students were, were, have shared in the past is uh, for those who are LGBTQ in the LGBTQ community, um, have felt attacked. They have felt attacked. They have felt misunderstood. A lot of people in the black community have felt attacked, have felt misunderstood. A lot of people in, all, in a lot of in the disability communities have shared they felt attacked, they felt misunderstood, they felt judged. Um, and so a lot of communities, you know, people that are heavy, they ain't all the way straight. I mean, kids will find all kinds of things to pick on people on, you know. And um, I think it's just important for us to teach our kids at home the importance of being kind and being respectful to others and really making it uh, like a very serious topic where you teach them at home and then hopefully – and then. Like I didn't. If if the teacher called me at school, I went up to the school and I embarrassed my child. So my older kids, they knew not to have the teacher call me because I'm I was that parent that would go to the school and embarrass them. I I, I would because yeah. I talk to you about those things. You know what I went through, and I talk to you about those things. And you're not there to dare try to do that to someone else. And so I never really had to go for bullying. To be quite honest with you, bullying. I addressed that home when they were bickering with each other. Um, so I never had, they always had a heart for kids. Like they would be like, oh, somebody's being mean and I stood up or I helped out. But I think those are things we have to talk about so that they can learn that it's okay to stand up. It's okay to say something. And it's okay that if you don't want to say something because you're scared yourself, maybe you go privately and go let a teacher know that that person is being bullied. You know, you don't have to um, stick up for them if you're not feeling safe, but you can, you know, step away. And when you walk away, just go to a safe person and let them know, like, hey, so-and-so is being bullied. I'm really concerned for her safety. It's really bad. Please pay attention. This person and this person or in this class, this is where the abuse is happening so that they can be made aware and pay attention. So now you alerted someone, so if something happens, they knew. Especially if you're concerned, you're worried. You know, so, um, yeah. I think sometimes people feel like, oh, if I tell them being a tattletale or, man, forget that. That could be somebody's child. That I mean, not that could be. That is someone's child, and that can be someone who takes their life tonight because of that that type of abuse. 
some of these bullies, um, they have low self-esteem themselves. And when they bully, it makes them feel stronger. They have no life. Some of them don't have nothing going for themselves. And so that's where they become big, being the class clown, being funny. That's where everybody's like, oh, yeah, I don't want to mess with him because he'll do that. So now everybody wants to be super, you know, soft and nice and because they're scared of the person. And that's how they get their power. But sometimes when we look at bullies, what do we learn? Bullies been abused. Some of these bullies have been bullies. Now they've turned out to be big, fat, ugly, mean girl bullies or mean guy boy bullies because they've been through it. Instead of turning around and saying, I've been through it, I would never want to put nobody through that. You're okay with having the blood in your hands if, if you push someone to kill themselves? You're okay with that? I don't think people know how serious it is. Yeah, I know that when my kids, like when they went into middle, well, Probably, yeah, probably not so much in elementary, but I think in middle school and then, of course, in high school, there's always this hierarchy. And um, and I know that, you know, my kids would come home and be like, those older, you know, upperclassmen were so mean today and, they, you know, they're doing this. And then, like, the next year when they would be in a position to have some power, I would always remind them. I would say, you know, be nice because you remember how it felt when they were doing that to you. So don't just go along with the crowd because now you're an upperclassman and you can, you know, think about yeah. the, the results. Yeah. But that, like you said, sometimes the kids do it because they went through it and now they ha- it gives them a little, they're in a different position of power. And sometimes just even having that that uh, light off of them, you know, they'll put it on someone else, but just having that light off of them. Yeah. Sometimes it makes them feel big, but sometimes just that not being the center of attention anymore, sometimes that makes them happy. And so they forget yeah. that they were on but, you know, as long as if we see something and we let someone know, like, hey, I'm really worried about Tommy, you know, they've, they've been picking on him. And he, he was crying. I saw him. He was really sad. Say something in regards to this so that, you know, you can help basically save a life. It's a lot. People deal with enough in the world every day. They have personal stuff going on, you know. So I think it's really important to practice empathy. I think that's the word that uh, holds a lot of value, empathy. So when we're talking about right, empathy, some people lack empathy. You know, when it comes to, um, I wanted to address something that um, Philip shared as far as the area of cyberbullying. I think that that's like a lot of people have been dealing with um, online, and it's important for us to try to find ways to be safe online and setting boundaries online. 
So some people have to get blocked. Sometimes you have to, you know, turn uh, turn your stop posting or, you know, close your page out for a little bit. You can, like, get it off offline for a little bit so you're ready to come back. And just take that time and focus on yourself and focus on your mental health so that it doesn't lead you to depression, anxiety, and suicidal ideation and, you know, all of that. Because that does, bullying does affect people severely, can have severe effects on people. Um, And so there are modes that you can set on your social media safety modes, like if you don't know the person, they can't contact you. Um, So just try to find ways to start to make your page safe and or um, not allowing people to have access to you. That's important. Um, And telling someone's always important so that they're made aware. Um, There's there's some resources also I I just wanted to share. they have a lot of resources, um, some of these pages. Uh, there's one called Children and Screens. They have a lot of resources on there. And then there's one, uh, StopBullying.gov, that has a lot of resources there. Cyberbullying.org. CommonSenseMedia.org. And um, I'll share one more. Okay. Um, Children and screens.com. I didn't say the website for that one. And uh, and that's it. I'll just leave those there because the other ones are a little lengthy. Um, but they have a lot of information on those pages to help kids stay safe. And hopefully that can be helpful to someone when they come across this this recording. Does anybody yeah, what's the website that you, that you found that on? What was that website? You found all those resources. Okay, so that the website that has these resources is um is called N A S P Online. Dot org. So NASP stands for National Association of School of Psychologists. Okay. And that website has a lot of resources. Um, like it says, what is cyberbullying? Um, so it talks about what cyberbullying is and some of the forms that it includes. And one, the, some of the forms are called, one is called flaming. And that's when um, when the person sending messages that are hostile or vulgar to provoke someone. Another one uh, is called online harassment. That is repeated sending offensive messages. Cyber stalking. That is using technology to intim- uh, intimidate, threaten harm, or cause someone to fear for their safety. Then there's uh, denigration. Denigration is posting untrue statements or gossip about someone. Then there's one called masquerading, impersonating, and that's when they're pretending to be someone else or creating a fake social media account to, you know, to hurt your image or attack your image. Then there's trickery, outing, 
and that is tricking someone into sharing sensitive information and then sharing it publicly. So, like, posting like they're a girl um, and posting like, I'm giving an example, I'm posting um, sometimes people talk to other people and they have videos. Because uh, I know one time, um, as I, I'll say I saw a child's uh, uh, phone, and I looked at the phone, and a video was a girl was talking and was, like, replying. But, you know, you have to be careful because sometimes that could be just they'll ask a question similar to what that person's replying to so that it'll look like that person is the one replying to what you said. And it's not that. So people are real good at uh, trickery. Um, and actually, I just saw it on a show a couple of days ago where this guy, he was, like, dating this lady for, like, a few years online. And finally they told him, like, uh, you know, it's like those uh, shows. Uh, what are they called? You know what I'm talking about. What is the name of that show where they uh, always, they're dating people, talking to people, and then they, I forget the name of the show. But, oh, yeah, like um, Bachelor or Bachelor or something. No, what's the name of the show where they act like somebody and then they're like, oh, that's not the person you were talking to? Uh, the Catfish Show. Oh, I, oh called, Catfish, yeah. Okay, if yeah. If you go and Google, go to YouTube and watch Catfish videos, you would be like, oh, my God, this is crazy. So um, yeah. there's a time uh there's one that a lot of people use and is really mean and it's um for this is social media still cyberbullying um exclusion and that is deliberately leaving someone out of an online group uh ignoring their presence acting like they're not there they're purposely ignoring you purpose deliberately leaving you out and or ignoring you that is exclusion, and that is a, that's a form of bullying, and there's mean. Okay, so you know, again, the more we educate ourselves, the stronger we can be as a community, and then learn how to better uh, help our kids. You know, absolutely. Yeah, I've watched some of those catfish yeah. before. They're just they're kind of entertaining. And I, I have been, I, I know that people have tried to catfish me before, you know, and I, mm. there was a time I was on Instagram a lot more than I am now, but um, especially on Instagram, I don't know. I don't get on Twitter or anything a whole lot, but yeah, I wasn't impressed with all of that. <laughs> Manipulation and trying to gaslight. I mean, people get millions of dollars away to those people, and and they don't even the the people on the other end, the scammers, don't even care. I don't know, you know, probably most of the time they're not even getting all of that money. They're just they're working for somebody else, but they must be getting enough to continue to feel that it's okay to scam people. I mean. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to. Yeah, that's horrible. That's horrible. I think that's very mean, and it's, it's just horrible. Wow. 
But um, like you said, people are, some people are scam artists, and uh, they're getting money out of people. They really are just using it to um, <laughs> to scam people. I've had, I've had, oh, stop it. Let me not even remember. I've had people contact me saying that I owe money and all types of things. I have to send them my yeah. social security number. And my, I was like, oh, my God, what is this? And then I started Googling because yeah. the paper looked a little official for a minute. But I knew I didn't owe this money. I didn't owe no 2500 something crazy. And so I Googled, and then people were like, these people contacted me saying that I owe. And they said, like, the same number. It was, like, $4,800 or something. And it was around tax season. I was like, oh, my God. You know, some people are, um, you know, have uh, mental health challenges. And they may open a letter like this and freak out and send the money. Oh, yeah. happens all the time. That's why they keep doing that. Because they know that there are people out there that will do it. Yeah. Yeah. And the company, and we're Googling this company. Too bad I don't have the the paper with me because I would say the the name of the company just to help avoid Or if anybody can relate and say, wait a minute, I've been contacted by those people in the past. And so that, you know, we can expose that is a, a horrible thing that they're doing. But um, when I was Googling the company, I mean, people were posting from, people were, the, some of the posts to the business I saw online was from, like, 2010, 2018. Like, like wait, a, you've been doing this for a long time. That means it's working. Oh, yeah. And not only that, but they, I mean, (laughs) I think that they are trained to be patient because it could eventually, you know, come to fruition. They're trained to, yeah, it's it's part of their training to be patient. Predators. And wait years. Wow. Well, they had a history online, and it was a lengthy one. Have you ever heard of that? Scammers? Uh, yes, I've heard of catfishing too. Mm. Wow. Have you ever seen the You know what's catfish? funny though? Oh, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead, Kim. What are you gonna... uh-huh. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Have you ever seen the show Catfish, though? Um, I've heard of that show, but I haven't seen it. Oh. When you get a chance, if you go on YouTube and put it in, let me know if you next time we we speak. Let me know, like, hey, and I did check it out. <laughs> It is so yeah. crazy and bizarre. <laughs> what, what's funny though? Yeah, it's sad. Say? It's yeah, it's just sad. People fall um, for it, but I think oh, that's what I was going to say is that I think it's the older. I mean, it's more probably my generation and older that usually get scammed. 
I mean, you don't see a whole lot of younger, you know, some somethings on there that are used to them because they know better. <laughs> They're used to the whole social media thing, and and you know, I guess they've got it more figured out. But yeah, and when you watch the shows, if you know that they're all older, you know, at least forty is at least not twenty. You hardly barely see twenty year old kids. Hmm. So it's because we let our guards down. I mean, because we want something that maybe we didn't have, and I think that they can connect to that as soon as they talk to you. Somehow they understand that you are missing something. And so, you know, I'll just throw on all of the compliments and all of the, you know, praises and all that stuff, and then they'll fall for me. And, and it happens all the time. I mean, because people are missing that in their life. They're missing that kind of romance that these scammers pretend to, to be, you know. And they do a good job at it. So it looks real. And that's why people hang on for years doing this. Give, you know, continue to give them money for years. You read, read ones, like I, I saw one not too long ago that was about um, a lady who was sure that Johnny Depp was in love with her. They were having, they were talking every day. He would, you know, call as soon as he got off the stage. And, you know, the, and she, but she was sending him like thousands of dollars. And the the people on Catfish are like, why would he need your money? Why are you sending him money if it really is Johnny Depp? He doesn't need your money. Oof. So, you know, it's like, why? But yeah, it's true. You just don't, yeah, they just don't conduct it for some reason. But she was sure. She was in love, and her and Johnny Depp were going to get married, and he was going to pay her back all the money that she'd lent him and, you know, all that Wow. My dad did I mean, well. My dad got a check in the mail, and that was shortly after my mom died. It was like a two hundred thousand dollar check or something. And I remember him calling me, going, "Damn, I never gonna believe this. I got this check. I'm gonna go cash." I'm like, "No, do not cash it. Oh, it's it's real, Kim. I know it's real. I've read all this stuff on it, and it's real." And I'm like, "Dad, it is not real." Yeah, all I have to do is give him five hundred dollars. I'm like, no, Dad, don't do that. You know what? He did not take my word for it. He called the bank. Finally, he finally called the bank, and they confirmed that it was not a real check. And so um, I don't know if people, un- you know, understand how that works for them. Is you know, they get you to put this fake check into your account, and it's tracked somehow, and then um, somehow they're able to get into your account after that. Well, you're giving them like $500 or something, but yeah. I don't know. It's all the technology. Technical stuff. Yeah. I'm like, how do they get access to it and they don't get caught? That's what I don't get. How? There's a lot of crazy people up there. Mm. You said the right word right there. There's a lot of crazy there people out there. A lot of crazy people. Huh? What'd you say? I said there's a lot of crazy people out there. 
Right. And um, and that's why it's important to talk about it so that we can learn how to recognize the signs. Maybe somebody, I cannot believe that. You know, your dad had a check and he was ready to cash it. He didn't know. He didn't know. He was like, oh, I just got blessed. And he did. Yeah, and he didn't want to listen to me either, you know. If, if, if my mom wasn't like, she would have just thrown it away, but she knew better. But, no, he was He was in a, I mean, he was in a bad spot. He was in a depression. He was losing his house. You know, there were a lot of things that were going on that it was just, you know, miracle to him, and he was convinced it was real. And, yeah. <laughs> I she was um, I think if you weren't around he him, he probably would have done it because he didn't, he wasn't doing it with bad intentions. He was just like, oh, I got blessed. I mean, think about it, right? Yeah. Exactly. But they're taking advantage of people. Yeah. Right. Somehow they track yeah. that. Or maybe it's just the money that they get out of them. I don't know exactly how it works. I think they track. I think somehow they're tracking that. They have access to your houses, what I've heard, after you deposit that check. Somehow, something's gonna attract her. So, I don't know. Right. The what? Yeah. What'd you say? What'd you say, sir? Oh, I was talking to my dog. Ah! Oh. <laughs> How's your dog? Hey, what's up, bro? <laughs> um, anxious. So, what's his name? I was anxious. Eddie. Is there fireworks? No, but his mom is leaving. Oh. So he's nervous. He's nervous now. What kind of doggy do you have? Uh, a chihuahua. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, at least not barking, huh? Yeah. It's a long-haired chihuahua. Oh, really? Not a short hair one. Wow. Uh, I was going to share something before. I know we're getting ready to sign off in a few minutes. So um, signs that can let you know if a child is being bullied or abused. But here, you know, we're talking about bullying tonight. Um one would be unexplained injuries when you ask the question and they're like, oh, I fell, da, 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 and a black eye. You're like, really? You fell down? Okay. You know, not to say that it couldn't have happened, but pay attention, right? Lost or destroyed clothing, books, electronics, or jewelry. Um, sometimes bullies take the kids' food, take their clothes, take their books, take their toys, take their electronics away, and there's nothing you can do about it, okay? Um, another sign would be frequent headaches or stomach aches, feeling sick or faking illness. So sometimes they won't want to go to school. That's what they say, and avoid going to school, okay? Changes in eating habits, like suddenly skipping meals or binge eating, Kids may come home from school hungry because they did not eat lunch at school. Like, you know, sometimes these kids, they're taking the kids' lunch at school. 
Sometimes they take the lunch you made. Sometimes they make they take their school lunch, and they come home starving. Okay. Uh, difficulty sleeping or frequent nightmares. It can definitely affect your sleep. Uh, another sign also decline grades, loss of interest in schoolwork, or not wanting to go to school. Um, another suddenly loss of friends or avoidance of social situations. Another pointer is feelings of helplessness or decreased self-esteem. And another one is self-destructive behaviors, such as running away from home, harming themselves, or talking about suicide. So you may notice that the child's cutting, cutting themselves, getting in trouble in school a lot. All of a sudden, their behavior, drinking, taking pills, or doing drugs, you know. So some of those behaviors, the changing behaviors also can be associated to um, bullying. Um, And then the same signs a child is bullying others get, um, and they may, this is what they may look like, get into physical or verbal fights a lot, have friends who bully others. So bullies, sometimes they hang out with bullies, are increasingly aggressive, so they're probably more aggressive. Um, get sent to the principal's office or detention frequently, have unexplained extra money or new belongings. Where do you get that belonging from? Okay, I didn't buy it, so let's take it back. So they probably took it from somebody, something happened. Even if they say, oh, my friend gave it to me, well, let's check with your friend to confirm. Uh, blame others for their problems. Okay. Uh, don't accept responsibility for their actions. Some of these bullies, they have a hard time accepting responsibility for their own actions. That's a, that's something that bullies do. And another one are competitive and worry about their reputation or popularity. So some of them are aggressive and very competitive and worried about their popularity. And so if your child's like that, sometimes you got to be like, mm, let me just pay attention because we want to make sure that we keep our children safe. Um, so yeah, y'all, we're getting ready to close. I don't know if anybody else has anything else to say. I was just going to say, I'll bet um, a lot of the kids who get away with the bullying as children and aren't reprimanded in any way, um, grow up to be narcissists. I mean, that's just what they they, they, they grow up to be narcissists because they believe that you know, they deserve anything they need so or anything they want, and they can just take it. And um, so, yeah, I would, I would bet that's probably the case with those children, childhood bullies, unless they decide to change, unless something, you know, in their heart changes and they decide not to, to continue that on into their adulthood. But, you know, we talked about generational stuff on here all the time and generational trauma and abuse and all that. So unfortunately that probably plays a part into it as well. <laughs> right along with it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Bill? Look at me, Bill? Bill? <laughs> Bill's not here, y'all. Well, everybody have a good night, okay? Thank you. 
All right. Thank you. Yep. Okay. Good night. And everyone, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, we had a great show, a great topic, great engagement. We just want to thank everyone for tuning in. And remember, Miss Kim, say it. If you see something, please say something. All right, Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. 